Hey, you guys. I am just so grateful to have our next guest here with us on Black Canvas. If you guys haven't heard of B. Martin yet, you might be on the rock because this guy has done a lot of great things in the music industry. Um, he is a New York native whose music career spans over 10 plus years, including shooting over 100 music videos, writing over 1,000 songs, writing top 20 dance hits with over 10 million streams as a writer and over 15 million streams as an artist. He's been streamed over 25 million times on Spotify, you guys. That's a huge number. He has notable accomplishments, including being the winner of Hot 97, Who's Next, and being named the best hip-hop artist in New York by J. Cole at the Battle of the Best. Throughout his career, B. Martin has shared the stage with Kendrick Lamar at Summer Jam and opened for J. Cole and Mac Miller while touring all over the East Coast. He's also collaborated on songs with T-Pain, Kendrick Lamar, and Corey Guns of Young Money. In addition to B. Martin's latest music release, he is also a music producer and owner of Purpose Driven Artists, which is an independent heart and soul agency located at his Purpose Driven Studios in Los Angeles, California. And one thing I'm so grateful to have him here, I think that B. Martin, you are a very special person. And thank you so much for being here on Black Canvas. We're so glad to have you here. Thanks, man. Thank you so much for having me. And thanks for the cool. I'm just excited to have you here. I mean, this is one of those fun things when you talk to someone who you idolize and who you think has an amazing you know, career. I've seen a lot of your videos and seen the great things you've been able to do. And so I want to kind of do a fun game where I'm going to ask some questions. And it's going to actually have some titles to some of your songs. And if you can give me the first answer that comes to mind and you just shoot it out to me, we'll go from there. All right. So the first thing we have is fire in my veins. So when did you first develop a burning passion for music? And what is one of your burning desires or wishes for your music career that you haven't accomplished yet? It's a good question. I guess it first started... Hmm. I guess my boy used to rap when I was young, my boy Danny Matlin, and I really loved Oh, can you can you hear me by the way? Oh, I think I, can hear I, I went I might went in and out, but uh um just says my Okay, go ahead and say that again. Yeah, it says my signal's weak, but just let me know if you can't hear me and, and jump in. But my boy Danny Matlin was um, you know, rapping when I was young. He's a really great freestyle rapper, and that just kind of put the fire in me to like be interested in that and be intrigued. Like, Oh, that, that's something that's really cool. I'd like to try that one day, maybe, you know, just kind of like looking up to him and respecting what he was doing um, artistically. So I think that, you know, was the first time that music and rap kind of um, became something that I thought maybe I would do. Um, although I'd always been into it since a kid and always been listening to it and rapping along with the song and studying it it just kind of became something a little bit more closer to me and, and touched me in that way. And now a burning desire, you know, I think I've really just do dove into being a little bit more diverse in my craft, meaning not only in my rapping, but I'm singing on EDM records, which has taken off this year. Um, we're doing like a release a week almost with labels, um, labels like Suave, Chapter 8, uh, Gahara Records, Guestimate out of Germany, pretty big um, independent labels that do big, big dance releases um, are using my vocals with these 
uh, pretty big producers as well. So it's just kind of a goal I've had for a while and now it's kind of manifested. Um, I'm still doing a rap song a month and also doing some R&B tracks. So being kind of diverse in music instead of boxing myself in has been great. And then also owning a recording studio having clients come here, having artists come do EPs and albums. And, and now we're launching kind of a promotion marketing um, uh, part portion of the company. So I think in the past I've maybe, maybe I got this idea from somebody else, or maybe I've mis miscalculated and came up with this idea that you need to really focus on one thing to be great. And I think I'm kind of finally saying, you know what? I have 15 years in the game. I have the experience. I'm going to expand into a bunch of different regions and love it all and kill it. So I now have a fire in my veins to stay excited by expanding and diversifying the portfolio of, you know, of, of income as well as creativity and as well as like the type of people that I'm working with and the type of services I'm offering as a business and as an artist. So that's really keeping me excited now. Well, I appreciate you sharing that. I think that just kind of shows us diversifying ourselves in our career is important, but also the legacy that you leave as a musician. And like you said, being in the game for over 15 years, it just takes a lot of guts, but also coming into a field that can be dominated um, by different types of music, especially when we talk about dance music, music is becoming more popular, of course, now in the mainstream, but of course, rap music is something where it's going through ups and downs. I mean, we've seen a lot of things. We talk about gangster rap. We go mm -hmm. back to like um, a lot of the Run DMC was years ago, of course, doing a lot of songs that they did. Um, I use a great example. They walk this way and you just think of like the remix of that and how that kind of changed the game for a lot of people. But mm -hmm. I go even further, like we talk about like NWA and, and what it stood mm -hmm. for and how music has kind of changed mm. with the East Coast, West Coast with, you know, Tupac and, and Biggie. And just now music has just kind of shifted in so many different genres. And you see it being marketable. We someone like Jay-Z, who's able to have a clothing mm. line and be able to, you know, Damon Dash. I can use a lot of people just from different things, from Rock Nation to, you know, 50 Cent with Get Rich, Die Trying. I mean, there's just so many things from TV to Vi oh, yeah. vitamin, water. vitamin Water. Vitamin mm -hmm. I mean, just marketing yourself yeah, Beats by, by Dre. I mean, yeah. it's just one of those things where I love where music has gone and now we see a lot of female MCs. We can go even further back like MC Light of course and Queen Latifah and even further back who started mm -hmm. and we have like Little Kim and people back then and now we see Cardi B and we see um, of course Nicki Minaj and just these artists who are um, dream doll. Like a lot of them are making big names for themselves over a short period of time. And so I'm just glad to see music evolve and take off the way it has. Yeah. It's exciting and it's expansive and kind of diverse. And, you know, you can really find a niche and drill it, or you can experiment around different niches. So I'm appreciative for where it's at as well. I am too. So I want to kind of go into our next question, which is different. Um, congratulations mm. first on hitting over 200,000 streams online, you know, so, so, I, I think that it's so important when we think of your accomplishments, you know, not to forget that, but I want to say what has been one of the biggest differences you feel in the year 2021 and 2022 with music versus maybe 10 or 15 years ago? Can you tell me what's been one of the huge differences you've seen? 
Hmm. Well, and, uh, yeah. So the song "Difference" um, is about kind of like losing a friend that was there for you and that really held you down and that made you feel safe. And then you lose that person, whether it's a girlfriend, boyfriend, partner, friend, parent, whatever. And just saying, yo, your love right now with this hard time I'm going through would really make a difference. And so that's kind of the concept of the song. And then for your question, um, obviously, COVID is a recent thing. And I guess a current thing that's still upon us. And in 2020 and 2021, um, specifically 2020, I went home to stay with my family and I got to really spend time with my brother and his lovely daughter and my father as well and my mother and just getting to be really close to them and spending that, you know, intimate time with them really was beautiful for me. And, you know, being back home, uh, it's just easier to kind of fall into patterns and, you know, I'd have smoke a little weed every night because that was something that, you know, I, I enjoyed um, and maybe have a few drinks once in a while. And, um, and that kind of, you know, pattern, um, you know, I, I basically may run in my family um, in past generations. So it's important for me to recognize that. And I think in 2020, around uh, September, October was when I was just like, yeah, I think it was maybe August, like, yeah, maybe August or September is when I just decided to cut everything out. And so I cut out, um, uh, gluten, cut out alcohol, uh, marijuana, um, even masturbation, just to be real specific <laughs> and, uh, cut all that stuff out. And it was hard at first, um, because even, even caffeine, by the way, too. And that was something that I had a bit of an addictive relationship with. So I think by cutting that stuff out, it made me have to face the battles in life head on because it's one thing, you know, when, you have a difficult situation and eh, I'll smoke a little weed. I feel better. Oh, I have a difficult situation. Well, I'll drink some coffee and I'll tackle it. But like, I got to tackle it now from the same place, from the same mind state every time and not escape from it through a drink or through weed or through masturbation. And again, not that I had a real deep, deep issue with these things, but the bottom line is that I think that has made a huge difference because I've had to um, step by step look at what is causing me stress in my life and address it either internally on an emotional on you know, therapy level or meditation level, or, or even a combination of internal and then externally, um, you know, really just handling business of, of being an adult, you know, it's kind of when you're in your late twenties and your early thirties, you got to kind of level it up and step up on a bunch of different levels and the problems that come at you are difficult. So it's easy to try to, I guess, find coping mechanisms. But by quitting all that, that really made a difference. And results wise, it's led to, I guess, you know, the manifestation or what I had been manifesting and desiring for so long to have songs out again, to really put my music back out there to work with a bunch of EDM producers, because I really love that kind of music. And now I'm working with really big producers and I have my own studio and it's all happened in about a year um, even, even, you know, making a living off music and things like that has really happened this past year. And I, I think I do owe it to being sober. Although the, the weed may have given me some really genius ideas and different, different, you know, the, the drink may have calmed me down and made me not overthink things, but, but by, um, eliminating that stuff again, it's, it's really just put me back in my power 24 seven, even when times are tough and I'm stressed 
I still am in the same power and not fluctuating personality or mood. And I think that that consistency and energy and clarity on and not going into a bunch of different zones of ideas and inspirations, but staying in one headspace has led to, you know, the execution and, and the actual tangible results. So sometimes it's, it's not as exciting um, without those things because you don't really like, oh my God, look at what I'm doing. This is amazing. But I actually am getting the real results. And, and I think, you know, the, the being able to be creative every day is, is the real gift um, and not the kind of artificial high. So I said the biggest difference has been really just cutting out substances and replacing it with life experience and lighting up my soul instead of some weed, if that makes sense. <laughs> makes a whole lot of sense, B. I think like that kind of goes into um, everyone has their own vices or things that we can go to, whether it's food. I know during the pandemic, a lot of mm-hmm. people started eating more. A lot of people. I still have, started... I still have that vice. I'm just okay. <laughs> so, I mean, yeah. that's, that's going to be time. Like it's not something that's going to happen overnight. We have to give ourselves grace. And I, I did an actual podcast on that. I talked about giving ourselves grace and, and not getting so worked up and beating ourselves up over things we can't change. But when you actually get to a place of, Hey, I do have the power to change this. And it's not about just doing things cold turkey. It's about actually the reason why. And sometimes we have to ask ourselves, why am I actually doing something in excess or the reason that I'm choosing not to? And then what's going to be the difference? Sometimes even asking a family member or friend, what is your experience like with me when I was using or when I was doing whatever it was? And then when they can give you more insight on their experience with you, then it will give you more of an insight of, oh, wow, I didn't even know this is how I was coming across. I always like to use like um, David Hasselhawk, if you remember that video he did when I think he was eating a hamburger or something and, and his family members had recorded him and he was able to kind of look back at it. And sometimes we don't have that camera where we can kind of look back and see, you know, what people actually are witnessing or experiencing the pain. Sometimes the ones who deal with extreme addiction, I know yours is more recreational at that time, but when we already have a genetic predisposition to something and then we do it in excess. It just can manifest in a way that we didn't expect. Yeah. Yeah. That's, those are all great points about the why and not judging yourself. I think not judging yourself is important and, you know, cause there's sometimes you have two issues, right? You have the issue, but then you have the judgment of the issue. You, you do an action that kind of impacts you poorly, but then there's a judge in your head also judging that. So you actually have two issues, the result of the action that you took and the judge. Um, so it's important to recognize that you, you have two problems in, in that case. And, and one is kind of, you know, not, not absolutely necessary. That's true. Thank you for, first of all, being candid and sharing that because you didn't have to. And I, I really appreciate you talking about that. Absolutely, man. It's all about authenticity and same with songwriting. It's all about getting into a real space where you've been or where you know somebody's been and just speaking the truth and allowing that truth to inform the lyric and melody. You know, if without that, it's just, just humming and, and, you know, nice words put together. So love to be authentic, love to just shoot, be shoot, shoot it straight. If that makes sense. It does really does. So it kind of goes into my next question, which is who am I? And if you could give your younger mm. self one piece of advice, you get to choose whatever age, 
what would you tell younger B? Mm. Younger B, I would, I would probably say, honestly, man, is keep doing what you're doing. You have a lot more figured out than you think, you know? Um, and yeah, I, I, that would be the one piece of advice. Cause I look back at a lot of the moves I was making back in like 2010, 2011, and it was kind of ahead of the curve. So I would just say, yeah, keep, keep doing what you're doing. You're, you're ahead of the curve. You know what you're doing, trust your instincts and, you know, maintain your intellectual property. Don't sign deals with anybody, you know, build your own thing and take the extra, extra time to build a strong foundation, both, you know, with relationships and in your company and in your business model, take that little bit of extra time to solidify that foundation and keep using your instinct. You don't, you don't really need other people. And that was just for me. Um, but of course for others, it could be completely different. I agree. And it kind of goes into sacrifice, uh, which is another song you wrote and, and performed. Let's talk about sacrifice. What has been one of your biggest sacrifices you've had to make as a musician? And what was it like working with Xavier White? Um, I was stuck in a record deal for eight years. Um, I signed in 2011. I got out in 2020. So, you know, being basically in jail creatively for eight years and not really being able to put out music and not really being in control of that. Um, they did some good things for me. So it's not only their fault and I'm the one who signed the deal. So, you know, I can't fault anyone but myself for that, but it, it did happen. Um, and so, yeah, I think sacrificing all those years of my life, like basically all my twenties and, and diving into my craft and diving into meditation and diving into internal growth was a huge sacrifice that, I think manifested into me becoming a little bit more of a man, me becoming a little bit more emotionally sensitive, emotionally evolved, you know, is probably improving my friend relationships, my intimate relationships, my familiar relationships, but it was a sacrifice, you know, of career growth, financial growth. And so I think that kind of whole experience, although it wasn't my own choice, I mean, it was my choice to sign it, but while I was in it, you know, I didn't want to be in that deal. Um, I think that was the biggest sacrifice. Xavier White um, was somebody who I worked with uh, about 10 years ago. And uh, we kind of hit it off and really had great friendship and great energy together. And we've always, you know, we created a lot of records together over the years. And this past year, um, his executive producer, um, Dave Reed, he was also a really sick um, artist. His name is Dr. He flew Xavier out. He came out. We wrote a bunch of songs and we had a great week. And the songs came out pretty much every few months um, with the last one coming out in about four weeks from now. So, yeah, really exciting uh, experience doing it with him. It just felt like the old days when we worked together. A lot of good energy, a lot of basketball, a lot of laughs, a lot of cool spiritual conversations. And of course, some fire songs and fire vocals, all were just exciting and upbeat and fun and no real like overthinking. You know, of course, we like go in on the lyrics and try to find the best thing, but it flowed pretty nicely. And, and sometimes it, working with artists is a little bit more rocky, which is part of the experience, too. You just got to kind of take whatever, you know, creative experience gets thrown at you. But with him, it was just a fun, upbeat week and we made some great records. So thanks for asking about that. 
I, I wanted to kind of share a, a tidbit of information you may not know. Um, mm. I actually had an opportunity to interview DR, and he is one of the nicest guys. Um, we, oh, yeah, sick. like uh, I spoke to him, and he kind of we talked about his song "Holiday" that he did, and it's a great song. And and he has a great family, great kids, wife. Like he mm. is a, one of the most genuine people I've talked to in a while. So I wanted to shout out Xavier and DR, and I'm glad I had an opportunity That's to talk great. to you as well. I haven't talked to Xavier yet, but I would love to. But I would have the trifecta of all three of you guys because y'all all are very talented and I feel like are amazing human beings. But yeah, DR was just an amazing, genuine person. So I really want to shout him out and let people know how amazing he actually is. He really is a good dude. He's a good friend. He's, he's a great um, collaborator, executive producer. And Holiday was one of the songs that we did on that trip. And he he came with that, with the track, with the hook already pretty much fully written. And we worked on the verses together and stuff and recorded the hook here. And so, yeah, he he's very talented. He's humble. He's hardworking and um, just a good kid overall. So I'm excited to have him as one of the people on my team. Awesome. Well, I'm just glad it shows you like it's a small world. You just never know like who knows who and and how everybody kind of navigates in this music industry. Another person who I'm a huge fan of is Steve Mackey. And I hope one day I'll get an opportunity to talk to him too. Mm. Great. I've talked Heck to yeah. Keisha Renee, who I really love, amazing singer. And I know she was on one of his, I think it's called Taco Tuesday, I believe that he does. And so Steve Mackey is another, if he cool. hears this, Steve, we will love you on the show. I think he will be a great person to talk to as well. But yeah, I think he's amazing. Oh, he's wonderful. But I wanted to go to another one, Tired of Tears. I'm going to kind of switch into a different gear for a minute. Um, but can you tell our listeners the last mm. time mm. that you cried and what was it like um, spending time with Mac Miller? Oh, um, well, there are going to be two bit different answers. Yesterday, I cried tears of joy. Um, I'm dating somebody new and very much in love with her and that it was just tears of joy to for who she is and that I get to be with her. Um, and yeah, just that there's people out there like her, you know, who are such a clear match for me and such a clear soulmate. Um, so that was yesterday. And uh, I was just expressing that to her and some tears ran down my face. And Mac Miller, you said, what was it like hanging with him or working with him or? Yeah, if you can tell us about working with him and the life that he lived, I know you had an opportunity to be around him. So if you can kind of share, I love yeah. Mac Miller. I mean, I was just so devastated um, when I heard the news and I just really want us to kind of, you know, give a tribute to him. And if there's anything you'd like to share, if anyone who's fans of his um, would like to hear anything, if you want to share a story. Yeah. Um, me and Mac, I did a lot of shows with him um, where I opened up for him and, Man, I'll just say the first show that I did opening up for him, it was well, the first first show I did, I think, was in Pittsburgh, but I was kind of like a feature guest on my buddy set. And then I landed like the big opening slot in Albany, New York. And all I can say, man, is his fans were so, so welcoming. I was like, put your hands up, and everybody's hands went up, and I just had the control of the whole crowd, and it wasn't my energy it was his spirit and his like kindness and openness translating into the fans and knowing that that was the energy of the crowd that kind of like they just welcomed me in and i had my dad there my mom my brother there's a lot of memories made that night 
So I think just op- just getting the opportunity to open for him and and being like one with the crowd and it was just I, I can't even explain. I think there was like 500, 700 people packed into there and it was one of the best experiences of my life um, opening for him. We didn't talk that much. I mean, we'd say what up after the shows, like we you know had little conversations here and there. But I'd always have my own dressing room. He'd have his you know, we'd mingle once in a while. So there wasn't really like a deep relationship there, just like a mutual respect. He'd approve me opening for him all the time, which was huge. And I just kind of kept it at that. Um, And yeah, but I've heard nothing but the absolute best things about him and his energy and how kind he was and loving. And, you know, I think his fans were true representation of that because, every show was just magic. And and then the minute he took the stage, it was just a beautiful, beautiful, beautiful thing to witness. I mean, I think Lupe Fiasco was one of the other people I opened for who was just such an incredible performer. But Mac had like that youthful, fun, genuine, kind energy that really translated and never any drama at any shows, just good vibes and good people. So super grateful to be some very tiny, small part of that legacy. It's incredible. Well, it was incredible. Just his his lyrical content was always good, but it was the mm. message behind the lyrics. And I think that's what people feel to realize with artists. And I think that's an between being an artist and being an actual just recording artist. Because I feel like anyone can record music and say, oh, yeah, I released this and it's it's on, you know, this, you know, Spotify, this, any other. But being an actual artist, the artistry behind like what went into the writing of the song, the meaning, the purpose, does it have longevity? Like, will I hear this 20, 30 years down the line? Will people sample this in the future? Like that, that that's a whole nother level. And it kind of goes into like the Kendrick Lamars, the J. Coles, the Jay-Z's, the Tupac's, you know, I mean, we can just go through millions of, of songs and or or hundreds of thousands of songs and millions of streams of just these people's music. And it's like, it's what they were giving. And, and what did you receive when you sat there and you listened? Or if you even when I, the mark of a good song for me, if I can write down the lyrics to it later and then go back and just see how does this apply to my life, I think mm. that to me is, I mean, it's magical when you can really sit back and say, wow, this these lyrics actually are about something I'm going through, or I feel like it can help. It's a testament to what they went through and how they've been able to improve their life for for a better purpose. So. I mean, Mac Miller was just someone who I just never forget just watching him on television. I said, this guy is going to be something. It's kind of like you, you get that feeling with certain artists mm-hmm. who like, you know, 20, 30 years down the line, they're going to be here. And it's one of those things where we lose sight of, you know, how precious life is. And, and we really, really never know what someone's going through or, or people's life expectancy. We just don't have the answer to it. And so it helped me to grow and learn, mm-hmm. hey, just to be able to be in the moment and be still in the moment with someone else and, and not to th- take life for granted or believe that I know someone's struggle when I really don't. Exactly. Exactly. You never bear. I barely know what's going on in my mind and I do a lot of inner work <laughs> to, to know what's not going on in someone else's, you know, and how deep that lays and where it comes from either spiritually, ancestrally, or, you know, from their family as a kid and what they went through at school. There's so many layers. It's just, you just got to kind of do the best that you can and, you know, set your own boundaries and respect them and try to, you know, let people kindly know your boundaries 
and then, uh, you know, leave those situations if they violate them. But I know I'm going on a tangent here, but it's like, you don't have to be angry at people. You don't have to judge people. It's just I'm sending you love. This relationship doesn't work for me. And sometimes just by giving them that love yet distance, people can recognize, oh, this behavior isn't working in society. Let me try to adjust. But when you judge people and get angry at people and hate on people for being the way that they are, you're probably wrong, first of all, of your judgments and thoughts on them because you can't really know what they're going through. And secondly, it gives them more ammunition to be like that because it kind of is, an, is a, an attractive trait in yourself and they don't have to look at themselves. So I always tell people just like, somebody's doing something fucked up to you. They're probably doing it to a lot of people. The best thing you can do is like send them love, give them distance, maybe communicate it clearly as well. That way they get the lesson, even if they're in denial about it. They'll, you know, take a step back. They'll see it in another relationship. They'll see it in another relationship and eventually make a shift. But when you come at people hard or aggressive or, you know, judge them in your head, but don't really say anything, I think that's where, you know, you're doing people and yourself a disservice because the truth always kind of heals and the truth always comes out. So may as well be a, a part in that, you know that revelant review of that reveal. I'm not really sure I'm going now. No, you're going in the right direction. Yeah. I think it goes back to something called alienation versus abandonment. And a lot of times people mm. have dealt with abandonment concerns due to what we call adverse childhood experiences. And if someone has gone through trauma and their trauma yeah. has been induced based on something they've gone through with, let's say someone, a familial position, like a mom or a dad or a cousin or brother, or someone really close to them, or they've lost someone close to them, sometimes people can act out with their pain. And a lot of times people have a hard time understanding shame versus guilt. And when we think of guilt, it's I did something bad. Shame is I am bad. And when you start telling yourself you're a bad person, Mm. instead of I've made negative choices or I've been surrounded by negativity, which has influenced my decision-making, it makes it hard for when people try to find their purpose in life, which kind of goes into what I wanted to talk about with you is how did you find your purpose in life in 2022 and through the things you've experienced? And can you tell us also about how did you become the founder of Purpose Driven Records? Yeah, absolutely. Are you asking how I found my purpose this year or in In general? general? That led you to 2022. Um, I think you know, there's a combination of routes that people can take to find their purpose. For me specifically, I think it found me. The universe, I think, is always talking to you. It's just, are you listening? Are you tr- are you playing with the science experiment that is God and that is the universe? Meaning, seems like there's always messages being given and little signs and little things. And, and you know, you kind of say, oh, let me try that that sign or let me try this sign and let me let me follow that path because it kind of appeared in front of me you know with me with music I got um fired from my job uh, I had an internship in uh when I was 19 years old and it, I was killing it man doing like financial investments and insurance and basically being a financial advisor and it was really like, wow, this is my purpose. This is what I'm going to do. I, I, I found it. I'm going to kill it. I'm going to crush it. I knew it. I had it, you know? And then I missed a compliance meeting. I happened to oversleep. I knew I could 
I can miss like up to one day a week. Um, and it wasn't a big deal at, at this internship. I hadn't missed a day. So I picked one day where I, where I had stayed out late and I missed it. Didn't realize that there was a compliance meeting that day. And literally anybody in the company from all around the world who was in that company who wasn't there in person could not continue with that job. So I got fired even though I was one of the top interns and I got offered to come back in six months. I begged, I pleaded, I cried even, and I couldn't get back into that job. So I was like riding my bike around town. I think it was like a few days later and somebody invited me to come to a recording studio. And that led to everything with my music. It led to me working with them for years. It led to shows, music videos, even like starting performing at Northern Lights, which led to me meeting the owner and leading to the Mac Miller stuff. And just, you know, those pieces got rearranged almost for me. And, you know, somebody who's in their head might say, shit, like this, this finance thing is my dream. It's my passion. I, I should be doing that and try to fight to get back and write letters and try, you know, instead of just going with the flow. And then two days later, another door opened, one closed and another door opened and that became the real door. And so um, I think the you know, the universe is always kind of guiding you through your intuition, through what's exciting to you, through, you know, random coincidences and people who reach out. Um, and it's important to just kind of play, play around and, and start listening to messages, trying out things. That's just been my experience. So I think there's that. And then there's just curiosity like, oh, I want to try this. Oh, I want to try this. And, you know, maybe creating some routine um, as well. Like in, in my uh, song releases, I've done one a month for a year and it's ended up being more than one a month, but without that kind of structure and system and accountability by telling my fans, Hey guys, you keep me accountable. I'm dropping a song a month for the next year. Boom. I'm putting it online, keeping myself accountable, you know, just kind of create some systems. And then through those systems, it's like, Oh, I've learned so much about Spotify promotion. I've learned so much about Instagram. I've learned so much about reels and TikTok, and, you know, met all these people and collaborated with all these people. And that was one decision that was fixed and easy for me to make and led to a huge commitment and accountability. So I'd say a combination of like inspiration and playing with the universe to find your purpose and, and, and try to like let it be revealed instead of chase it and find it as well as creating some routines, creating some systems, creating some accountability that's going to force you to move forward and push you to a limit that you, you know that you wouldn't do unless you had some structure like, if I said tomorrow, I'm going to write a song every day at 7am from 7am to 10am, I'm going to finish a song, write it and record it all on live for the next 30 days. I'm going to do 30 songs. That's in my power. You know, that's something I could, I have an audience, I have a studio. So in the next 30 days, I could have 30 new songs, all written live, all cataloged. It could be a classic song that comes out of that. And it's all cataloged from start to finish. You know, and that's one decision and one um, system that creates huge tangible results. So I just urge people to like kind of kind of just have fun with that as well um, to help find your purpose, because even if you don't find your purpose, you'll learn what it's not. And that's valuable information to inform what you want, learning what you don't want. Um, was there another question attached to that aside from the purpose? Oh, yeah, the records part. Right. What was that? Yeah, can you tell us about what is it like being a founder of Purpose um, Records? It's pretty great. It's pretty great. It's just me right now, really. I have um, some people working with me, um, but 
it's just running to the recording studio, doing sessions, um, doing songs for some really cool artists like Xavier White and DR, some of the people that I work with on that. And um, um, as I was saying before, we opened a marketing company as well, um, in addition to kind of compliment, you know, people come in here and do a song, they need a way to promote it. So we're really, really getting really good at figuring out how to blow people up on Spotify, YouTube, um, getting them in the proper magazines and press and things like that, and creating a story and a brand for them that really resonates with audiences. So I think it's been really, it's been really great because I've always had this kind of business mentality, you know, graduating from business school at SUNY Albany. It's always been in me, but I've been such a creative for so many years. So this has allowed me to kind of start entering into the business arena, but under my own terms. And that's been really fulfilling for me. Um, yeah, it's been really fulfilling. And also I'm able to help artists on multiple different facets. Instead of just getting them a great song and get them a great song and blow it up and get all of their fans excited. Like that's a huge start to finish process that, you know, I've always dreamed of. And now I'm able to help myself and execute for other artists. So it's been pretty great, man. Thank you for asking. Oh, absolutely. I, I love what you're doing. So I wanted to make sure that we continue to highlight how important it is to be an entrepreneur, but to still pay it for it and do altruistic things for other people. Because that's that's it's such a feeling of excitement when you can see someone else win while you're winning as well, especially if you have that in your spirit to want to give back and help others. And so for me, that's why I love this show. It's never been about anything but really pushing positivity and helping other people and sharing a message. And my message is always about being loving and caring and respectful to not only the people I talk to, but just the people in general in life. And your story resonates with me because I switched careers. Um, I have degrees in business and accounting. And then I ended up going into mental health counseling as with my master's. So I'm a licensed mm. professional counselor full time. Thank you. Yeah. And I do that full time. And then I do the podcast, oh, awesome. and write books and stuff for fun on the side. So it's just something to keep me creative where I can still keep that energy that I love. But I get to see people's lives change and people really work through addictions and mental health concerns. And and I can just be part of the bridge. I'm not the one that helps them get over. They choose to get over the humps that they go through in their life. But I'm only that small part that gives them the tools and they get to apply them in their life daily. So that's one thing I love about just talking with you because I get to hear from your experience, what you've gone through, but also seeing you persevere and actually become resilient through those experiences. So I love that. Thank you, man. Yeah. Life is uh very complicated and from internal experience and emotional experience to the external experience, especially in like industries like the music industry, and it's just kind of a beautiful thing if you can learn to lean into discomfort, you know, uncomfortable emotion, uncomfortable conversations, things that aren't inherently, quote unquote, easy can be where the biggest growth is. So learning that like, hey, life is either easy and fun and things go great and you make money and you work hard and everything's good or you're growing tremendously and you're expanding and you're learning new lessons. Those are the only two options. And once you start looking at it like that even a pessimist can learn to be opti you know, an optimist because even tough situations lead to growth. So I, I love that, that you're into the mental health um, services because yeah, it's, it's all about switching that perspective. I agree. 
I just I love being able to see changes and I love music and your music has always been inspiring to me. So I, I'm like I said, I love talking to people who I think are doing good things in the community. So thank you, brother. I appreciate you. Oh, absolutely. So I got one more question for you, B. Martin, and then I'm gonna let you go. Um, can you tell our Ooh. listeners where can they find you online and find your music and what's next for you in 2022? Yeah, absolutely. What's next is I'm dropping a single this Thursday. It's called Slaughterhouse with my boy Binks. That's B-I-N-G-X. And he is a fire, fire rapper out of Arizona. He's also worked on some of DR's songs. Um, and um, then after that, each week until at least March 4th, I'm dropping a single every week on a major label, uh, EDM single. I'll be dropping songs every month on the rap stuff. And, you know, always going live on my Instagram, always staying active mainly on there. And then you could find me there at B Martin official. That's B M A R T I N O F F I C I A L. You can also find me on TikTok on the same handle, B Martin official. You can find me on Facebook, uh, B Martin. Uh, it's B Martin official as well. And then YouTube is just youtube.com slash B Martin. By the way, did I say my name is B Martin? I'm just, um, <laughs> So, yeah, that's where people can find me and, um, you know, DM me, hit me up. It might take a little bit to reply because sometimes it goes into like weird other folders or whatnot. But I'm always down to talk to fans and friends and help give advice or help people with their music journey in any way that I can. You know, I'm, I'm down, down to support. Well, B. Martin, I'm telling you, we can't say your name enough and what you've done. I, I really do believe mm-hmm. in just meeting genuine, loving, creative people and them paving the way, and then I can hopefully be a part of that journey. And I really do feel like we learned so much more about you today, outside of your lyrics and your songs. I think that this is your true testament to the type of individual you are, and this is why you're being blessed with such a great relationship, and why changes have been going in the right direction. It's because you are manifesting what you want others to see in you. It's finally being seen within yourself first. And I think that is why I love the title Purpose Driven Records, because you do have a purpose driven life. And we, if any of you guys have heard of that book, it's a great book to read. But I think like your life is finally getting to that place where you're crossing mm-hmm. over to another side of your success. And I'm just glad that I had an opportunity to witness some of this, but to talk to someone who I think is going to make such a huge impact on our younger generation, but also to inspire even the older generation to know that not everyone who's going down a different path that you may not agree with, with rapping or singing or producing, just because it isn't, isn't a conventional job for you, it doesn't mean that they can't change lives and, and help people who need to, to hear it and see it. And so you keep doing what you're doing, keep paving the way for so many other young artists. And I think like the sky's the limit for you moving forward. Thank you, man. It was wonderful to talk to you and I'm looking forward to connecting more Absolutely. in the future, man. And let's remember you guys to embrace our uniqueness because the world is our canvas. Thank you so much for being on the show, B. Martin, and I will have you back hopefully in the next few months. We can schedule something to have you perform so we can hear your fire lyrics, your, your music, anything you want to share with us on my second show, Space Between. So I would love to have you there to perform live if you're open to it. Sounds great, man. Let's set it up. All right, B. Well, you have a great rest of your day, and I hope that you have a great night and stay safe.
I'm gonna be a man, 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 I'm gonna be a man,